0: because you want to live in the forefront of your times in ideals and in sacrifice you have elected this
1: live from madworth boulevard
0: it's Paul and rage hi z hi. welcome back to our all-
1: Lovely to be, it's
0: lovely to be with you and your roommate's underwear.
1: See, this is what we need to get back Yours? to. No, they're not mine, but they're yeah. a special pair. They're sass and bi. Don't mind,
0: <laughs> Actually, touched another woman's underwear. Okay. My wife who is listening, hello. Uh, this is episode 912 of the Paul and Rage podcast. Yes, it is. We're closing in on a thousand.
1: Mm-hmm. We're getting there slowly. Um, I. Would I, I would like to say early that I think I've nailed jet lag
0: Oh hang on You've solved it?
1: No I've just I have not really had jet lag What'd you do? Well nothing out of the ordinary My I've
0: nailed jet lag by doing nothing <laughs> Yes If this was a science project How do you think that'd be marked by the teacher?
1: Poorly but I <laughs> have to say that I think that the key to it is quinoa. Oh,
0: the superfood! <laughs> because
1: oh, quinoa. on both legs of the journey what mm. I did the first day after coming off the plane was just get straight back into the old lemon and hot water quinoa for breakfast routine cup of tea and at both legs I'm not waking up at 3am mm. I'm not sort of not being able to sleep. Granted I'm taking some sort of herbal supplements to get myself to sleep and on The first day back here, I did break... Three pieces of crockery and drive home at one point from the shops and not remember how your, I got your home. cure sounds <laughs> worse than the disease. But I'm seriously like nailing this. Yeah. And Usually I'm a terrible traveller. I hate to travel long haul flights and do you remember what happened to me last time that we travelled back uh, from yeah, LA? Yeah, yeah. Remember halfway over the Pacific Ocean, I looked at my watch and I couldn't tell the time. Correct. Like my, I actually went and had brain scans because <laughs> I thought I had early al- onset Alzheimer's because <laughs> over the Pacific. I looked at my watch and I didn't understand what it said on my watch. So usually I'm a mess when I, I fly. Look,
0: let's be honest. I think it was spending uh, that much time with Americans made you a little mm, bit dumber. Mm, uh, we mm. were in sometimes dumb surroundings. Yes, we so the very, whole idea yep. of an analogue
1: clock, yep. screwed with your mind. Screwed with my mind. I don't
0: understand. You know, There are still the world of people who whinge about the analogue clock. I can't read it. I can't understand it. I don't, they confuse me. How does this confuse anyone? the big hand yeah. goes on the minutes the little hand goes on the hour and if it's not exactly on a number it means it's going towards a number but
1: also aren't analog clocks something that we've been around for so long that it's just intuitive you yeah. know as soon as you look at it there's no thought process behind it it's just like i know that's 10 to 7 yeah, i know then, that's quarter past 4 yeah. like you know but it's it not doesn't take much thinking
0: that's it though uh, yeah, the world of watchery though as you know i don't i don't wear Neither. the jewelry uh-huh. around the wrist but I do feel every now and then as we head towards the birthday, and when one is uh, married, as much as I am. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, the question gets asked in early January for a July birthday yep. what would you like this year? <laughs> <laughs> And I sort of go, but I always think, oh, maybe a watch should be not, maybe a watch, but they just, they look like hand weights that people, when they're going for a little job.
1: And I keep trying to get into that sort of big masculine watch craze. You know, the rose gold, the large, and a lot of, you know, attractive females with very skinny wrists, wrists wear them. And every time I go and I think to myself, oh, I'll just give it another nudge. I'll give it a try. I go into the shop and I put on the big masculine watch and I just look like a bloke. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks weird. It looks it like you're mountaineering,
0: weird. and it's a compass. I know. And I'm like, no. And I refuse, by the way, mm. to call a watch a timepiece. Oh, please! Now that's fine for your catalogues, people. Yes. But if you refer to your watch as a timepiece, you can't listen to the podcast anymore. Gone. Get out.
1: I'm also really not a fan of people who spend more than a hundred and fifty bucks on a watch. Really. This to me, like the forty thousand, twenty thousand area. There's a little gap between a hundred bucks and forty no, thousand dollars. I you know, know what you're saying
0: the ludicrously the expensive. The ludicrously,
1: watches. but there are people who genuinely. Mm love watches and it's like a car. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a craftsmanship to it. There is the you mechanics know mechanics of it. It's it's pretty But cool. the thing is for me, like okay swatch a, is enough. Exactly. This one a the, little swatch. Because if it gave me okay, if a watch gave me an extra three hours a day. You know, if it gave me time that was different to everybody else's time. What a watch
0: We could just press pause. Exactly. I love this moment so much. Pause.
1: Totally. I would pay 40 grand for that. But it's given me, you're getting the same time as everybody else. Yeah, oh, you but know? I
0: can read my heart rate on this watch. So can I with two fingers on the side of my neck.
1: Exactly. Oh, but it's got a little moon that comes up one side oh. when it's nighttime.
0: time. Oh. oh, look, I can set this time to a city that I visited once but I'm never going back to. Exactly.
1: What a waste of money. I cannot understand why you would spend that much coin on something that, you know, I mean, you could just look at your watch- your phone and you get the same information. That's
0: it. If tag Hoyer or anyone want to sponsor the podcast, paulandrache.com.au. Does yep. it worry you that I put that out a few times and nothing? <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, right, you're just speaking about the world of accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, and I don't think I'm unique uh, to this, I'm not going to pretend that I'm on my Pat Malone, my Robinson Crusoe, my mm-hmm. Loneliness. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I love losing a pair of sunglasses. Why? I just always do, and it doesn't matter. Oh, I
1: thought you meant you actually enjoy. Oh, it's my not hobby. You. Yeah, <laughs> it's what I do.
0: Yeah. There's nothing better <laughs> than losing a pair of sunglasses. So, so I've i done it all. Okay, like I've done the servo sunnies. I've had the birthday present glasses, the Christmas glasses, the you know treat yourself for. Uh, just getting through the day, glasses. Aren't your
1: last pair of glasses a treat yourself pair? Because I thought they were quite nice, a Ray-Ban.
0: They are spectacular. I actually yeah. had two pairs. I had the, the 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 black ones that all the cool kids wear, and mm-hmm. had sort of a version of the aviator with a with a wider band because I got a fat head. Oh, so if yes. I had, it, otherwise it just looks like it's a kid wearing Mm-mm. aviators. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost both of them again. Where I don't know where. <laughs> this is the thing: is that you know. I'm pretty good. They normally stay in my bag or they normally sit in the little pouch here mm-hmm. or somewhere in the desk. Mm-hmm. And I've planned it all up a hundred times. So I've gone off and I've gone, and you know, I went many a month. In fact, I went the entire summer without the sunglasses. So How? Mean, well, you <laughs> know.
1: I, I, I walk say? outside on an overcast day and my eyes water. You're a mogwai. <laughs> I am. I cannot go outside without sunglasses. I wear them all the time everywhere. I love them.
0: Well, this is the thing. And I've, I've popped in and I've done, you know... Uh, you know, we've got no deals with anyone here. I've just walked into the old sunglasses hut or mm. sunglass hut. It's Sun- a singular, isn't it?
1: Sunglasses
0: hut, I think. it's a lot of S's, and where's the apostrophe? I don't understand what's a hut either. Like, it might have started as a hut, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're paying just as much rent as anyone else to Westfield right now. And I don't think that a hut costs that much <laughs> coin. So I popped in there, whatever. And, all uh, like a Ray-Ban, I've made this decision. They look okay with the face. Fine, fair yes. enough, okay? Um, but. This douchebag behind the uh, behind the counter Mm. has started the whole mate. uh, Have you thought about uh, have you thought about the Pradas? No, no, not a Prada kind of guy, mate. No, 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 they'd look great on you.
1: Oh shut! I No, no,
0: they wouldn't. They wouldn't. And of course, I've noticed hundred dollar difference. Yes, of course. And then the girl comes out, and the girl goes, "When I'm when I'm just I've gone to humour this bloke, I'll put the Pradas on my face for one second. Yeah. Oh, they look amazing Mm. on you." And I'm like, no, 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 I'll go back to the Ray-Bans. If you want those. What? But Prada's really what everyone's into at the moment. And I've just gone, does anyone ever fall for this shit? I know. I get it, maybe a pair of pants, does my bum look big, blah, 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 blah. But sunglasses were all pretty obvious. Yes. And it's you don't really need anyone else's opinion. No. Do they look fat for my head? Will I wear these all the time? Yeah, Yeah, cool, fine, done.
1: And if you want, as a shop assistant, somebody to believe the bullshit that you are spouting... Begin it with a no. I don't think those ones look great on you. Try something else. Just make us believe that you would give us an on- honest answer, mm. and then rope us in. But to begin with the whole, f- and it's always over the top. Oh, sorry, you know, I it's always the over the top. I, and I think to myself, do you know what? I am not Elle McPherson. <laughs> you know, I haven't walked in here. Oh, hey, you are the body <laughs> <laughs> of an eighty-nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking smashing hot. I'm doing yeah. the best job I can for the face that God gave me. I'm polishing this old
0: Gemini exactly. just to keep it in the race.
1: <laughs> That's it. So this effusive over the top. Oh, woe is me. Oh, you are I've so... I've never
0: seen this <laughs> beauty before. <laughs> exactly. and you know, I put on a pair of sunglasses.
1: Exactly. I go, you know what? Getting commission on this makes me pretty attractive.
0: Yeah, correct. But I tell you what, there is a trap for young players mm. that I think blokes fall into... Never want to admit. Mm. May I give you a secret from the male side of the equation? It is. I don't know the difference between men's and women's sunglasses. Now, I'm often told that you know there are the unisex. There's the male. There's the female. Mm. But sometimes I'll sort of stray towards. Oh, that looks really nice. Yes. And then they sort of politely say, mm, maybe not for you. And it's only after I walk out of the shop that SK says, "Those were cheek sunglasses."
1: <laughs> the thing is, they not. They're not. If they were red and blue, well, yeah. that would be easy to discern, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they, But usually, and usually they're all mishmashed in yeah. the one sort of section. I find the same thing with jewellery sometimes. I went into the old Urban Outfitters uh, oh. when I was over in the States. You can
0: do this online, people. Look at it and get great stuff store. shipped out for about $9,000.
1: Great store. Great store. Great, great store. So went in there, had a look around, and was, you know, fuffing about uh, in some of the jewellery, because some of it you just can't discern. You don't know what's going on. And then one of these blokes in you know his fluorescent top and his denim shorts comes up and goes, Um, are you looking for your boyfriend? Oh. I was like, No. He goes, Well you're actually looking in the men's section. I was like, Well that's embarrassing isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, how about how about you f- Oh, <laughs> How about
0: just a little modicum of understanding that's awkward what you're about to tell yeah, someone. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of what we like to call a bedside manner, where you just simply say, oh, so you're looking for your boyfriend? No. Oh, okay. I reckon the stuff you're going to really love is just over Ex- there. See? You don't have to say it. See? See? Dealt with a plum.
1: See? There you go. If this TV career doesn't work out for you <laughs> and the podcast goes nowhere, you've got a future at Urban Outfitters, P. <laughs> Do they make skinny
0: jeans in this very, very thick leg? Follow the guys on Twitter, at Paul and
1: Hey, it's intro time. Oh, I've missed these. (laughs) I've really... I wanted to do a bit of pop culture.
0: Oh, I've missed this. Which means we get a little intro. Here we
1: go. Culture. 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 Yes, our favourite of all the segments. (laughs) Let me just quietly put my microphone back in the stand. So... Just wanted to give you a little insider. A little PC. A little insider information. Quinn Tarantino, Mm. I was reading today, uh, is apparently dating Uma Thurman.
0: Tall drink of (laughs) water. I've been a massive fan. Really? Massive fan. Like, all-time top ten, easy. She's beautiful.
1: Uma Thurman.
0: Massive. All in.
1: Okay. Back in the
0: Ethan Hawke days, I think, wasn't
1: it? Yes, Mm, yes, yes. All in. She's quite an attractive lady, and apparently he's had a bit of a thing for her for years. A bit. A bit, yeah. He
0: he wrote two movies, Mm. Kill Bill 1 and 2, that, let's be honest, were a 30-minute short film. Yeah. (laughs) He just... Dragged it out to Mm. hang out with her,
1: Mm, of course. So apparently they went to the Cannes Film Festival together. They shared a villa. They were seen at some event, kissing and or like you know, arm in arm or whatever. This is all
0: stuff we've done.
1: Well, it's true, exactly. This is oh no, not the kissing (laughs) bit. Well, hang on a second. (laughs) Jesus,
0: yeah, but apparently you've beaten jet lag.
1: (laughs) Okay, back that one up. So. Now, the the reason that I talk about this, I mean, that in and of itself Mm. is not very interesting. Mm. However, let me tell you something. When I was over in New York City, I caught up with a friend of mine who informed me that one of my old mates is dating Quentin Tarantino. Oh,
0: oh, hang on. Hang on. Are you? This is a Paul and Rach podcast world exclusive. Yeah. You are willing to claim that Mr. Tarantino ain't exclusive.
1: Well, this is a paparazzi shot of my friend going to Paris Fashion Week with Quentin Tarantino. She's really now, attractive. Here, look, they're, they're snuggling. Yeah, they're kind of
0: into each other. They're
1: together. They're, hang on, wait. They're together.
0: Oh, they're like proper kissing. They're
1: proper kissing. Yeah, okay. And there's a whole bunch. I just did a quick search uh, of her name and his name. She's He's taking her to all of these events. They're kissing on red carpets. Mm, good luck Like, to they're together. Yeah, right? yeah. And so all of a sudden, I sit down at my computer today, and he's cheating on my friend. <laughs> I'm like, this is the first time I have ever read one of these stories in all of the years of my time in entertainment when, you know, this is what you do. You go through the garbage to try and find something to talk about. This is the first time that one of these stories has actually, like, impacted me in a one degree of separation way. But
0: see, I'm quite conflicted here because your friend's really attractive.
1: She is. She's beautiful.
0: Irma Thurman is lifetime top ten.
1: So... I know, what, what, I, know. I mean, But have you
0: spoken to your friend about it at all? Have you texted going,
1: "What the? what's with this? No, because I don't... So I, you thought
0: it best to air it on the internet <laughs> to thousands of people <laughs> to save her feelings?
1: I just didn't know. Because, you know, you see a lot of stories mm. and you know that most of them are, are BS. Mm-mm. And so, you know, my default position is usually, well, this is a, a BS Mm-mm. story... So I think it's like I've never been in this situation before and also I think it's kind of weird emailing my friend on Facebook to say, hey, I saw this article about Quentin Tarantino dating Uma Thurman. I thought you should know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's unique. It's, it's unique. It's not exactly seeing somebody uh, canoodling in the frozen food section of well, Woolworths. Well,
1: it, right? It's not like. I've seen him and Uma Thurman doing something and I'm going to her privately. Like, I'm pretty sure she, if she's dating Quentin, it, it probably has Google alerts mm. up on him or something, you know, for these kind of things. Like she's probably across it. So I'd feel a bit weird emailing her and saying, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but he's a little heads up. See,
0: I reckon you don't need a heads up. I reckon mm. she's probably across it by now. I think so, yeah. But I just reckon just a little love you. Like an innocuous "love you" means mm. thinking of you, which if she's sitting there at going, "Oh, but I thought The Reservoir Dogs man was just for me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's such an inglorious bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I want a really pulp his fiction.
1: Oh God, you got any more of these?
0: Uh, I'm out what other movies he's done. <laughs> um, I Grindhouse him. <laughs> Guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. My love. There is one of a plethora of internet websites uh, today. Unsurprisingly, unlike websites that are in cafes, they're yeah. only on the internet. <laughs> Stop saying internet websites, people. <laughs> yep. Same as you can always tell when somebody has no idea how the internet works when they're on the radio and they say, "And you can go to our website, www."
1: <laughs> We've worked all of that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Now one of these like, things. You know who does www? Ronnie C. <laughs> No, he doesn't even know what that is. He has never heard the term www, regional radio man.
0: Don't forget to get our website, (laughs) our regional radio website, (laughs) www.paulandreich.com.au. Here's Steely Dan. (laughs)
1: Well, Where are we on the www.what?
0: Um, it, it is a thing, uh, kidspot.com.au, mm-hmm. uh, not my homepage, but I, I, I got there not. via a little news search today. They have come up with um, a series of euphemisms that mm-hmm. parents use mm-hmm. to describe their daughters' bits. Oh, right. Now, I have a very strong view on this, as do you, mm. which is, don't use the silly names, it's called a vagina. Yeah. It's called a penis. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't understand why this freaks people out. Yes. I don't get why the terms... Because I'm sorry, but if you refer to things as mm-hmm. one of the following, mm. bottomless pits...
1: <laughs> Hang on, what?
0: Burning shame... What? Carvel's ring... Cranium cranken.
1: Hang on, you can't say these things to children.
0: Well, it's on kidsspot.com.au. What is kidspot? Is this... Websites. Oh. Oh. That was beat. <laughs> I've got no doubt that was beat. <laughs> The map of Tassie, the front bottom. Uh, See,
1: front bottom's okay. That's what I used to call it when I was a kid, your the, front
0: bottom. The cutier versions, however, mini foo-foo la-la.
1: foo is weird. Foo-foo's odd, especially when you are a grown woman and you're calling it your foo-foo. Uh, I think once you get above a certain age, you know, and you've gone through puberty and you're an adult, anybody who can't say the word vagina yeah. over the age of 18, like, that's an issue.
0: It's like when, you know, boys we call your, di- your wee-wee or your ding yes. or it's like it's your penis. And like,
1: also the other thing is women who, you know, want to give it a name. Yeah. Like a, like Stephanie. You know? Like are you going Stephanie misses you? Oh. <laughs> are you going to play with Stephanie tonight? <laughs> oh. Stephanie's got a
0: cold. <laughs> but can I just leave you with one last name according yes, to Kidspot.com.au Fairy Cake. Oh. <laughs> If if you're saying that to your kid, your kid's going to end up screwed up and as a stripper. (laughs) Something's going to happen because it ain't fairy cake. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
1: Paulie, I've got to say, I love stories of people who die doing what they love.
0: (laughs) Real doing what they loved or like people trying to deal with the grief saying... He died doing what he no, wanted. No no. no, no, no! I reckon falling off a building wasn't. <laughs> Slowly slipping away <laughs> via canker was not what he, what wanted. he
1: wanted to do. <laughs> least
0: he was at home.
1: There was a great article out today about uh, a few people over the years who have died doing what they love because brought on by, there's a guy, Jim Carr. He's apparently a coffee expert. He designed some, you know, filtered drip coffee. Hey, hey, you're just dismissing his lifetime oh, achievement. He's he's, apparently. A, he's oh, a genius. So, yeah, please. He's a coffee genius. We, we could have. You could have- Fans. Uh, he could, okay. He's a coffee genius, massive fan of Jim Carr. Oh, hang on.
0: No need to overeg oh, the pudding. Too, too, much, too much avocado on the okay. spelt bread.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Jim Carr, I appreciate what he did.
0: <laughs> I'm aware of your existence. <laughs> Let's settle there.
1: So Jim Carr was a coffee expert and he died yesterday because a coffee machine fell oh. on him. <laughs> right? So these are the kind of things that I'm talking about. What he loved was, was making <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah. Not having
0: massive metal things yeah. with a f- 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 steam thing exactly. and milk frother mm. falling
1: on. Exactly. <laughs> so let me take you through a few of these and see if it applies. Okay. So Frank Reichlecht... Was a tailor in the, uh, in the late 19th century who apparently devoted himself to his invention of the coat parachute, which he wanted to give to pilots so they could wear in case they needed to escape from a damaged plane. I like this. So it was supposed to be a bit of a coat and a parachute all in one. So he did numerous a tests coat-a-shoot. with... A coat-a-chute. chute So he did numerous tests with dummies, as you would, and decided eventually he'd tested oh, it enough. No. He's onto it. No. He knows it works. It's time for the ultimate test... Putting the coat on himself and just stepping off the Eiffel Tower. No. So, in 1912, he climbed 57 metres to the top. He had 30 journalists that he called
0: Mm. to to be there. Your first test, don't invite anybody.
1: Don't invite anybody. You don't say... Fake it. Fake it, exactly. Test rehearsal. That's it. He's asked 30 journalists to turn up. Of course they're going to turn up. Some bloke's going to jump off the Eiffel Tower. And
0: also, not a lot of news around in the late 18 not a whatevers. No, so, so when whatever he got in touch with them was yep. the
1: phone invented by them? 1912. I don't know whether it was. I think it was. Yes, it okay, was. Right. And we're pre-World War One, right? Yeah, of so course. I mean, this is, we, 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 what are we doing? We're twiddling <laughs> our thumbs. To history
0: do buffs work. do not contact us about some massive world conflict.
1: Last week, we said that the French Revolution was because uh, people were pissed off that their Apple iPhones had run out of batteries. <laughs> so, we are not your go to history <laughs> podcast. So, he got up the top and just wanted to test the wind. So, he tossed a piece of paper <laughs> off because oh. that's scientific.
0: Yeah, and roughly the same weight as a human being. <laughs> <Is
1: that
0: good? laughs> Let me test. Oh, look, it's a tissue. Jeez, that's a bloke who's really got body dysmorphia.
1: <laughs> Let me just read directly from the script here about what happened after he tossed a piece of paper. Franz plummeted for a few seconds before landing in a gruesome mess on the ground, oh. the impact creating a crater 15 centimetres deep, killing the inventor instantly. Oh,
0: that's that's... <laughs> That's what he loved. Yeah, he loved it. That's what he loved. Loved
1: He loved being imprinted in concrete. You got time for a couple more? Yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) uh, Yes. (laughs) There's no songs to be played here, (laughs) so One that happened recently, which is one of my personal favourites. Jim Henderson was a multimillionaire. He bought the Segway company in 2010, made millions and millions of dollars, Segwayed off a cliff. Brilliant. (laughs) He died doing what he loved. He died doing what he loved, and then there was poor old Wan, who, back in the 16th century, he was a Chinese official who decided, do you know what I'm going to do? Bugger it! I got some time on my hands. I'm going to send myself into outer space. <laughs> so he attached. Oh, this! I have no idea with all of the elements. You know, I mean, we've been to Houston. Mm. Oh, we've been to space. We've been to space. We've been to NASA. Mm. We've seen how that went, you know, the very first moon landing. All of the accoutrements that one needs to get something into into the stratosphere. Let's put it
0: this way. I don't think it's a job you can do by yourself. No,
1: I definitely don't think so. I mean, I don't
0: understand a lot of the science and the Mm techno-gizmoness, but I'm pretty sure willpower won't get you Exactly.
1: There. And I would say that at your very base minimum, if you're going to go into space, you need a suit of some description. You just can't go in there in your civvies. You know, like, I think yeah. you need some kind of protection. Yeah. I think
0: this bloke already had left the planet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Before he
0: decided to actually go and
1: join himself. From my limited understanding of space, which is essentially just a video I watched in the planetarium at the Natural History Museum <laughs> in New York, there's some difference between pressures and atmospheres and things that mean that your body in jeans and a t shirt. It ain't doing what it does up in the, Let's in the space. Let's be honest,
0: you know, if you didn't need the suit, mm. would George Clooney have made himself look that fat in gravity? Definitely not. I don't Definitely
1: understand. not. So uh, this bloke decides, I know how I'm going to get into space. I'll strap 47 rockets to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> this is Danny Jack chair. Yeah, this is, except for the fact that he sat on the chair in his civvies, lit the 47 <laughs> rockets... <laughs> They all exploded, and him and the chair were never seen again.
0: You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, I'm no fan of Qatar, the Qatari government, the way they are treating people when it comes to the world of uh, uh, World Cup preparations. Not a fan at all.
1: I know what you're going to say here, P. Murray, and I'm so on board.
0: Now, as you uh, are well and truly aware, they got together and they've decided to put out a little memo mm-hmm. saying, hey, the following stuff you can't wear because it's not cool in Qatar. Yeah. Now, Qatar is a backward, weird place mm-hmm. with strange laws, but go along with us for the giggle, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't wear singlets there.
1: Okay, That I would have expected that.
0: Okay, you can't wear sort of buzzy tops, yep. low things. Yep. But also, they have perhaps stumbled onto one of our favourite things in the world. Put mm-hmm. simply, leggings Are not pants.
1: No, they are not. They absolutely are not. Now, this fashion thing, I've
0: never understood the leggings as pants because I understand people like form-fitting because it sucks everything in. But also, if I can see the curvature of your bottom, Mm -hmm. you might as well be nude.
1: I also don't think that the leggings suck in anything as much as anybody thinks. If you're in a pair of skins, you know, you're sort of circulation-style tight yeah. that's designed to be tight so that the blood circulates around when you do an exercise, maybe that's holding something in. Correct. Maybe it is. If you're wearing some shapewear. Exactly. If you've got your Nancy Gants on or whatever you have, your burly sort of <laughs> bottoms on and it's sucking you in, well, then I can understand that that's working. But if you're going to Target and purchasing yourself a pair of black full-length leggings, Mm. that ain't holding
0: anything in. But also, let's be honest, ladies, too, is that uh, when your black leggings Mm -hmm. seem like you can see an awful lot of white through the black that be your skin, (laughs) they're too small for
1: you. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I also don't think, and I know that everybody's got a poo-poo about the visible panty line, and may I just say here, loud and proud, that I have... The world's worth v- VPL. I am a constant VPLer. I do not give a rat about the fact that somebody can see my underpants through my pants, through my skirt, through my leggings. Because here's the thing wearing underpants isn't embarrassing. You're yeah, correct. I don't get But this, this whole idea- like, <gasps> oh my God, she's wearing underpants. Oh, how could she? Oh, she's got a barrier between her Stephanie and her pants. <laughs> I can't believe it. Her Stephanie catches? <laughs> Her fairy cake's not rubbing directly on her jeans? (gasps) How could she? I don't understand why this is... And I've always thought that what is worse than seeing underpants... So bad. What's worse than seeing underpants is seeing G-banger.
0: Yes. That is way
1: more... Well, in a non-sexual way. okay, cool. I mean. So, you know, the women that wear leggings mostly as pants are wearing a G-banger because they don't want visible panty line. Leggings are always that little bit see-through. Yeah, I agree. You know, and they're always you can see straight through it. You can see the G-banger there. And the other thing is, you know, maybe I'd say you could get away with it if you're wearing a shirt that covers your bottom.
0: No, but even then, I was, you know, this is the old man in me, Rachel, mm. where I see this and I go, you're not wearing pants. Yeah. I don't get it. As I said, I might be the old man here, but you're going to be the old lady with me. Mm. And Qatar Everything else about your country is terrible. Yeah. Genuinely <laughs> awful. The leggings bit, though, thank you. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul
1: and Paulie, you are aware that I'm a bit of a drooler in hmm. my sleep. Oh, yes. That I'm a talker, I'm a drooler. And drooling, I mean, this is the thing. This is when you know something is love. Me and Plus One, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been together. We haven't seen each other for six weeks. P.S.
0: I'm going to declare that that relationship's on the rocks. Why? 35 minutes into the podcast before there's a Plus One (laughs) mention. Sorry, mate. On the way out, I know how this goes. Next week, you'll be a little bit later. Then we'll go one week without. You are done. (laughs) (laughs) You poor bastard. I
1: am now going to (laughs) cop shit for that. So you're I fine plus
0: one, don't worry.
1: We get together, you know, and uh, there is this sense of you've got a couple of weeks together. Everything's, you know, you want everything to be wine and roses. But this
0: is the thing: you're also trying to get nothing but the best. Yeah, cream only, yeah. no cake, all yeah. fun, all yeah. good. And the second you feel anything but awesome, incredible joy, part of you feels really guilty because I know I'm supposed to feel nothing but awesome, exactly, Incredible, incredible, right? incredible joy, but he farted, and it stinks. <laughs>
1: When you go over to see somebody and you're living with them, is I mean that's a warts and all situation. But you've
0: got, but also you have gone from cold turkey, yeah, to the street full. corner,
1: yeah, straight and in mainline.
0: You, you, you've got them in both, both arms, arms and yeah. every
1: vein you've got. That's it. I've got the strap. It's in both arms. Both arms in my mouth. I'm tugging on it. I got, got. I got. I can't find a vein. You know, I've, yeah. they're so full. I can't find it. It's vein. like a screaming eagle. Exactly. It is not like that. So I, you know, you want to be sexy. You want to be hot. You want to be nailing it. And the first night that I've turned up, I've forgotten that, of course, I drool. I've drooled since the day I was born. I've always been a drooler in bed. I can't help it. And I cannot tell you that first morning I woke up and we're so excited. We're in bed together. We've waited so long. We're, you know, oh, we're waking up together. This is so good. And I look down and, I mean, it is just Lake George. It's just, (laughs) it is bigger than my head. It's just seeped all the way out.
0: Towards him? Towards him. I mean, we're talking,
1: and I'm laying in it. So I've got like sort of salivary cheek and hair. Mm.
0: I love you. (laughs) To
1: his credit. He, or so he told me, thought it was adorable. I think he probably didn't, but he was nice enough not to make me feel horrible. Well played, sir. Well played. But the issue, that's fine when you're in the bed of somebody who loves you and, so, and you love very dearly. However, I caught a plane back 25 hours, right? And I barely ever sleep on planes. However, <laughs> somehow I purchased just some herbal uh, sleeping tablets in America and... And even the herbal shit over there is more intense. Oh, everything's up everything's to 11. Everything's at 11, yeah, you know? 11. So I'm thinking it's going to be the same kind of mild sort of sleep aid that most of the stuff over here is. No, 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 no. <sighs> On these things, you're out. World yeah. War Three could happen and you're out. There's
0: a reason they sell a lot of neck pillows.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, So I've taken a couple of these pills, and I, muah, thank you very much, you know, pharmaceutical industry in the United States, I've slept for nine hours wow. on this plane.
0: That's gold. It
1: is gold, absolute gold. But <laughs> I have woken up to just, I've been sitting, oh. and I have just <laughs> drooled down my entire front.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, here's where I absolutely need to know Okay You had an aisle seat, please tell me
1: I did have an aisle oh, seat Oh, thank
0: God I'm thinking of you sitting in the middle of two people going <laughs> And they're looking at each other going I can't fall asleep because I'm afraid I'll drown <laughs> Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page.
1: Polly, this is the kind of stuff that I'm sure you're across because this is a sort of Sky News I kind of area. You do work at area. Sky News, at Sky News. <laughs> PM Sky Live, check it out, nine PM Sky News. Love ya. Uh have you heard about this lady who is saying that bike helmet laws are sexist?
0: No. But thank you for the idea for the next show that I'm doing on the air.
1: This is something that you're probably... Well, sexist... Let me tell you why. This is shit! <laughs> let me tell you why. This is even worse. The reason that they're sexist is because apparently, you know, it doesn't take into consideration that sometimes it takes a woman a long time to do her hair.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you can hear this, everyone, but I'm really not happy... And I'm hurting myself. On and so, window.
1: apparently, they're sexist because, you know, it, it destroys a woman's hair, but a man's hair, it doesn't matter. Jeez. So this woman is riding in protest with a helmet on.
0: Oh, what, what a... <laughs> go, girl. You know, first there was Rosa Park. <laughs> you know, and now there's you. Well done. You, jeez, you are fighting the good fight. I... Oh, d- this is bullshit Rach. and I know I can't talk about this stuff because the crazy Twitter queens mm, you know mm. oh, he's such a misogynist man. like
1: shut up there has got to be a level to sexism where you know there's got to be a limit to sexism there's got to be a point at which we go okay Come on, like not everything is sexist, Correct. like the fact that you do your hair and you get a bit of help, I have never yes, helmet hair sucks absolutely, one hundred percent, but I have never taken a helmet off, and you know looked at my hair in the min- in the mirror and said, "Men, oh, what an instrument of male <laughs> oppression The stack hat is just such a symbol <laughs> of
0: how hegemony. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other stupid
1: word. I know what word we have for it. Bullshit. F-
0: no. Wanna stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrache.com.au. Rach, because you're back in the country. Mm-hmm. Paul and Rach tech time. Yes. Mm. Oh, I'm waking up.
1: Downward dog time. <laughs> <laughs> in a
0: pool of Rachels.
1: <laughs> Hang on, what
0: about this one? Okay. Again,
1: it's <laughs>
0: this really worked the first time I and we did. have never really nailed it. No, that we haven't since. nailed it.
1: One more try. Yay! There we go. There we go. Yes. All right. What's now, happening in technology world? If I have told you, if I could tell you. Can you can turn off the intro now. No. <laughs> if I could
0: tell you that there is a piece of technology yeah. that millions of people have, yes. but it could all come to a grinding halt because of the password that you may well have been using for a couple of years now. Would you buy that technology if somebody was selling it to you tomorrow? No. Okay. Well, welcome to the problem with the Apple iPhone. Right. <laughs> Hackers have apparently been able to work out some people's passwords to their iTunes accounts or their cloud accounts. Yes. They then are able to put a message up on your phone saying, "This phone is locked. Please give X thousand dollars to this, or it will we we won't give you your phone back." And what police first thought was a bit of a spammy, silly thing. No, no, it's an actual flaw. <laughs> oh. It's an actual flaw. So they're telling everyone in the world, please change your passwords for everything to do with Apple, right? And I've already done it. Thank you, smart asses.
1: Do I have to do it?
0: Yeah. If Well, it's up to you. Millions of people have been hacked.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, there are a lot of people in the world. So they've got a lot of other people to choose from.
0: I don't know how many iPhones there are in Africa.
1: <laughs> but... There are a lot of people in the world.
0: <laughs> but I but, don't know whether UNICEF is dropping iPhone 5s but on people.
1: I don't want to change my password okay. because I've, I've – uh, uh, should I talk about no, my password? Don't.
0: No, 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 no. It's like her porn name. It's the um, first street.
1: I was doing um, a, a shoot this morning uh, and one of the guys um, – uh, no, no, girls,
0: no. Bad girl of the week.
1: <laughs> no, and one uh, and the director was using like an iPad that was hooked up to the guy's uh, camera, so that he could watch what was happening on the camera. I mean, it's amazing technology, right? So he it, it kept locking, of course, because there's the password on the on the iPad, and so he asked uh, the cameraman, "What's your password?" and the and the guy told him the password, <laughs> and the director goes. Oh, that's the same as my wife's PIN number.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Less of the wife's PIN number business. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, no. now we all know what your wife's PIN number is. And why
0: is her PIN number boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boob 69.
1: Because <laughs> if you throw in a number there, you're going to throw everyone off. Capital B. Of course. Yes. But this is the thing.
0: So, uh, if anyone who told me this... About um, you know a brand of television, a DVD, you'd go. I'm never buying that again. My yeah. God, it can be hacked. This thing, I'll get the next one. Yeah. Even though I know some random you know kid, yeah. with three strokes of a key thing, he can work out all of my my private. Snapchat. P. Murray, pits.
1: I had this plugged in from the minute I went to bed last night at 8 30 until I woke up this morning at 7. It ran out of batteries at 11 a.m. And I'm still going to buy another one. Yeah, you know, correct. like Apple has got us by the balls. Correct. You know, this is. Even I, every, when you don't have them. Even when I don't have them. <laughs> I do not want to carry my charger around with me all day, but I do. I take it out with me every correct. day because I know it gets to lunchtime and I'm not going to be contactable for the rest of the. F- Okay. Oh no! Oh my goodness! I can't play 100 picks quiz. Exactly, I can't do anything, and yet I really want the next iPhone. Yeah, when is that coming I out? Don't know. Can you tell us, Trevor Long?
0: <laughs> His podcast who is very kind to us to lend the studio last week. He did. Week. Your Tech Life or the website Everything for the Man links up on our website. That's Paul and Rach's Tech Tome. You're listening to Paul and Rach.
1: I want to tell you about a guru. A guru. A guru. A guru. There is a bloke in India where there are plenty of guru. I mean, how? How many gurus can we have and people are still buying into this shit?
0: This is my thing about uh, gurus, religions, anything. How do you convince the first person? I
1: have no idea. How do you get
0: the first person over the line?
1: And when we're, in, when we're dealin', dealing with the same God, the same principles, I mean, how many versions of the same shit can we have? But this bloke apparently... Has built up this following, and of course, oh shock horror! The uh, the spiritual group that he's co- founded, which is of course a not for profit organisation, that somehow owns property in India, the U.S., South America, Australia, the Middle East, Europe, and Britain.
0: Oh well, but, but yeah, it's not for profit. Not right? for profit. Come on, it's not, not for profit, profit at Come all. On. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No,
1: no, no, And no. What's
0: his superpower? Can he bend metal? Oh no, that's Magneto from the X.
1: <laughs> he has, from what I can ascertain, his only superpower is that he's able to meditate. <laughs>
0: So and convince a, people.
1: And convince people, <laughs> exactly. So his, uh, his, oh, here we go. His name is, oh, he, his holiness, Shri Ashutosh Maharaj. Oh,
0: well, to all of our Indian
1: listeners,
0: <laughs> I don't think you could tell that there was, you did very well.
1: I'm rubbish. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so bad. Okay, once more. Okay, Shri Ashutosh Maharaj. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Okay. There is um, a guru called. (laughs) There is a guru called Sri Ashutosh Maharaj. The Indian uh, court is actually currently trying to discern whether he is dead or just in a state of meditation. (gasps) How does a court get involved? Well, because despite his family saying that he died of a heart attack on January 29 and the fact that he has no pulse and... The fact that his body is currently contained in a commercial freezer—he's yeah, dead. He's dead. He's
0: brown bread, paper.
1: Yeah, his followers have said Maharaj is merely in deep meditation. He has spent many years meditating in sub-zero temperatures in the Himalayas. In the Himalayas, so this is nothing unusual for him. He will return to life. As soon as he feels ready and we will ensure his body is preserved until then. So his followers are fighting the family who want to claim him dead and bury the poor bloke and get on with their life living in these million dollar complexes throughout the world. Whereas his followers believe that he is genuinely going to come back from the dead whenever he feels ready. He's just having little napsies. He's just having a bit of meditation. When his body's back to health, he'll be right back in it and sitting down, meditating
0: some more. Let's, let's turn this, as Guru Maharaja Ding would say, <laughs> which is, let's turn this the other way. We yeah. now have the ultimate. You don't have to worry about telling the kids about you know puppy heaven. It's just Rufus is meditating <laughs>
1: yeah. in the middle of the road.
0: <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, I think for the first time in my life, I now know what it feels like to be a girl who goes to the salon, gets her hair done, sits down, has dinner with a husband, boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend, and uh, the haircut's not
1: noticed. <laughs> oh, have you got a haircut? No, I've... <laughs>
0: Just lost a few kilos, oh. thanks to personal training. <laughs> but thanks for noticing, love. We'll update you later in uh, the podcast.
1: You look great. Yeah, <laughs> off.
0: Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page.
1: There's always the question about how to get up to first class in a flight.
0: Yes, normally money.
1: <laughs> money usually, You know helps. what,
0: the best, the best, here's a yeah. little tip for people, and I know, you know, plus one travel writer, mm-hmm. can I just write this in my blog? The best way to guarantee a good seat on a plane is to pay for it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, I have actually found another way that you can get into first class, mm-hmm. however, if somebody dies mid-flight, <laughs> they immediately get taken to first class. Really? Yes.
0: What if you're meditating? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a great... There
0: you go. I'm just going to go, hang on, for 16 hours I'm going to sit really, really still because hopefully I get to sit really, really still at the front of the plane.
1: There would be people who would try
0: that. But hang on, you can't drink up there. You can't just go, oh, yeah. I think the corpse wants some <laughs>
1: champagne.
0: <laughs> I need to be embalmed. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Alas, Rach, we took a wrong turn and we've just hit a dead end. (laughs) The cul-de-sac is no more. This we are now at the end of this edition of the Paul and Rach podcast. As always, thank you for liking it. Uh, Spread the word on Facebook. Um, Follow Friday Us on Twitter. And if you are anywhere in the iTunes, please, 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 please. um, Five stars or as many as you want to give us and a little review. But Rach, Mm. as we always end, we always end with you reading a story from Picture Magazine. This is called Rachel's Storytime where... Keywords replace the dirty bits. And Rachel, I have a confession to make. What? I have already sold off, without your permission, today's code word. Oh, really? Who? too? Now, our dear friend Trevor Long, who does get a few mentions. But dear, dear Trevor Long, he said he would donate money to charity if you would use the name of his website, which is eftm, <laughs> eftm as the code word. So. To make sure kiddies can be taken oh, care go. of, Rachel.
1: By by reading out a, a he EFTM'd my EFTM story.
0: There we go. I use. his website. Ours is paulandrache.com.au. Go for it, baby. I
1: fear that if these lovely people in this charity know where the money came from, they won't want it. Oh, they'll
0: take it. <laughs> let's, let's be very honest.
1: Okay. I think that this is going to be a pretty, pretty disastrous story because the title of it is... Revenge is sweet. Oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Alright, I recently split up with my missus of four years after she admitted to EFTMing another bloke behind my back. <laughs> so it goes without saying, the past few weeks have been EFTM house. <laughs> <laughs> a few of the boys decided to get me out of my slump By coming around with a few slabs for an avo of laughs on the piss And it worked Because after a dozen beers I'd forgotten all about the ex And was keen to hit the pub and try getting my EFTM away with a random <laughs> Shortly after arriving I couldn't believe my eyes When I saw my ex's sister Ashley She was sitting at a nearby table with friends I avoided eye contact and kept my head down Which worked till we crossed paths on the way back from the bar We started chatting and, surprisingly, it wasn't awkward. In fact, it felt pretty flirty. Oh. I always had a bit of a thing for Ashley and had spent many family shindigs perving at her EFTMs and (laughs) tight EFTM. Hang on. How did you see that? (laughs) It turned out she wanted a piece of me too because after an hour of talking, she just blurted out, we should EFTM. (laughs) No she, oh, didn't. no, she didn't. She, did not. she absolutely didn't, mate. We EFTN. <laughs> <the> <laughs> oh. Hell yeah! I replied, and off we went in search of a taxi back to my place. As soon as we got past the front door, I ripped off Ashley's shirt and g-string before placing her. <laughs> E- EFTM <laughs> I EFTM'd her EFTM oh. EFTM as hell EFTM pot <laughs> EFTM style And EFTM'd EFTM oh. Ashley EFTM'd and EFTM would delight Till I EFTM'd and oh, EFTM'd my EFTM'd On her trimmed EFTM <laughs> Wow. It was all over pretty quickly, but it felt like the ultimate revenge EFTM on my cheating ex. I hope she finds out too. Get well, kids.
0: (laughs) See ya. You're listening to Paul and Rach. (laughs) Batman, Batman, Batman.